What's good, super friends? It's your tío Pepe from the mean streets of Sunland Park. We've had a few people ask how they could support us and when we're going to set up a Patreon. We've heard all two of you and decided to set one up. Subscriptions suck. Everyone's got subscription fatigue, so we're making ours like I like my women. Sweet, easy, and cheap. It's only $2. That's less than a pack of cigarettes or a coffee at Starbucks. For $2, you'll get our episodes a week early and we'll send you stickers a few times a year. In fact, our first one's already done and it looks super tight. Eventually, we'll add more perks. Link is in the show notes or check us out on patreon.com slash technically a conversation. October 31st is synonymous with Halloween, but there are other holidays that are celebrated during the spooky season like All Souls Day, All Saints Day, and the Day of the Dead, or how I like to refer to it, El Dia de los Muertos. In this episode, we will travel through time to see how these holidays came to be, discuss some of its traditions, and I'll even throw in a story about a woman who married and divorced a ghost on this episode of Technically a Conversation. Greetings, you're listening to Technically a Conversation, a podcast where we share an interesting topic or story with each other and hope you find it interesting as well. I'm one third of your host, Elena, and I'm joined, as always, by my phantasmic brother, Jose. How are we today? Uh, about as frustrated as you can get, because once again, we have internet issues. Yes, and I hope uh, you keep the intro <laughs> Or put it as a uh, <laughs> put it as a blooper at the end because <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, internet issues as well. I hate to crap on T-Mobile, but please, nobody get the T-Mobile internet. <laughs> no, it's terrible. They're great as a cell phone carrier, but for home internet, no way. Yeah, they need to go back to the drawing board on that one. Needless to say, I'll probably be switching providers this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess for context, like the way that we record our episodes, I have a whole setup to where I play like the intro music and then we play the commercials within it and everything. But right now we're recording, talking on the cell phones and uh, we're not sure how this is going to turn out. I know Isela and I did this one time before, but yeah, we're essentially talking through the cell phones, but at the same time, we're talking into the microphone <laughs> so that we're both recording locally. And then I'm going to try and piecemeal this shit together <laughs> when uh, Elena uploads it to me. So that's just a little bit of context for people that don't know how we normally record. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting, but, uh, you know, just hang in there with us. <laughs> I'm sure it'll sound fine once you do all the editing. So because you always do a great job. Thank you. So Elena was waiting for the theme song to come on so that, that way she could talk and I'm like, yeah, I remember we're on the phone, so there's no theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> all right. Well, we just finished celebrating Dia de los Muertos and All Hallows Eve or Halloween. And I'm of course talking about future me since we record about a month in advance from when the episode drops. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Dia de los Muertos was so beautiful this year. <laughs> right? <laughs> it will be. Yeah, I was, I was, we would be lying because we're like 10 days away or actually third, 14 days away. But, you know, speaking of Halloween, <laughs> what are you planning as your costume this year or is it a surprise? 
I know you tried to give me hints when we went to the corn maze this past weekend, but I was trying not to hear what you were saying because I wanted to save it for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a surprise. I'm going to be dressing up as Nightmare Joker. Oh, shit. That's cool. And if you Google it, Nightmare is with a K, like in like Dark Night. So you're talking about, um, what's that guy's name? He's in a band. Uh, Jared Leto, right? Yes. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I didn't even know that you particularly liked that Joker. I thought he was okay in the original Suicide Squad, but when he came out in Zack Snyder's Justice League, he was fucking amazing. That was like the Joker that I was hoping that we got to see. Mm -hmm. And well, thankfully we did. You know, it took a long time for that movie to finally come out and for us to finally see like Zack Snyder's vision of the Joker. But I really liked the job that he did. And it's just so sad that we're never going to see that version of the Joker again. I don't believe I've seen it because I Googled the picture and I've never seen him dressed that way with the long hair and all that. I just remember him with that stupid mouth tattoo on his hand or whatever, like the very first one, The Suicide Squad or whatever that movie's called. Oh, yeah. There's no tattoos on the Zack Snyder version. Oh, okay. Well, I look forward to watching it then. Because <laughs> the other one I was not too, I wasn't a big fan of. Oh my God. He was so awesome. Jared Leto, like chef's kiss. He did such a great job. And actually, I don't know what you're going to be for Halloween, but I don't know if you're familiar with the Google Frightgeist. Google Frightgeist? Yes. What the heck is that? Well, this is something fun that I wanted to play with you. This is going to end up being the fun episode because I don't have anything fun like this for my episode, which is the one that we're recording next. But what the Google Frightgeist is, is it tells you what the most popular costumes are nationally, locally, and it also recommends, if you don't know what, what to be for Halloween, it'll recommend a costume for you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be because... Oh, damn, so you just, you just ruined it. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, the first question was me trying to guess what you were going to be, so that that ruined that part. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I do have a costume, but it's like the same freaking costume now. <laughs> so you should be able to guess it. Was it the Hocus Pocus? Yeah. <laughs> the Sarah Sanderson? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could be her again, but I kind of wanted to be um, Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas because Elias is going to be Jack Skellington. Oh, that's cute. Or as he refers to him, Jack Sakanamon. <laughs> that's super cute uh but yeah I, I i don't know if uh you know what i did try looking for a sally dress and where i did look for them they were already sold out so i don't know i mean what what's your next question on this google whatever well see the thing with my costume is that there is no costume for it so i ended up having to piecemeal everything together so i ended up spending so far i've spent probably like about two hundred dollars on everything, buying like the metal teeth and the wig, the uh, surgical gown, the orderly thing or whatever. The Are you going to, are you going to shave? I am going to shave and I'm, I'm actually going to go cut my hair probably this weekend. Wow. I don't think I've ever mentioned that here on the podcast, but I do participate in Locks of Love. So every couple of years I donate my hair and uh, they use it to make wigs for kids that have cancer. So it's long enough for me to donate it. So I'm going to go donate it. And um, that'll allow me to be able to wear like the skull cap or whatever underneath the wig. So that way, like you won't see like a big old bulge underneath the, <laughs> the wig from where all my hair is. 
But yeah, I'm gonna have to shave for the costume. And I also bought like I didn't buy like Halloween makeup. I bought makeup that like people like from Kiss and like wrestlers and shit use. I so it doesn't like melt off. <laughs> yeah, so I don't get everybody full of uh, Halloween makeup and all that stuff. Orale. that's cool. So going back to the Google Frightgeist, um, I had told my brother about it. Our brother. <laughs> I had told our brother about it, Alfonso. <laughs> And he said the first time that he did it, it told him to dress as it. Mm, mm-hmm. And the second time he did it, it told him to dress as Katrina, the Dia de los Muertos call lady. Oh, cool. I want to be Katrina. That would be a cool costume. The first time that I did it, it told me to dress as a sexy belly dancer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. pinche longjota. And then the uh, second time I did it, it told me to dress as Demogorgon, which uh, I guess it's like a Stranger's Thing thing. Yeah, it's a Stranger's Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is the thing of the thing of the Stranger Things. <laughs> so let me tell you the 10 most popular Halloween costumes nationally. So these are the 10 most popular in the US. So we have Barbie, of course, which I'm, I'm assuming Barbie this year is going to be what Harley Quinn was like seven years ago or whenever the, whenever the suicide movie came out that everybody was dressed as Harley Quinn. Yeah. Which coincidentally enough, it's Margot Robbie playing the same character. Mm-hmm. Number two is princess. Just a generic princess? It just says princess. Okay. <laughs> Number three is Spider-Man. Four is witch. Five is fairy. Six is Wednesday Adams. Wednesday, okay. Uh, seven is dinosaur. Eight is cowboy. Nine is ninja. And 10 is bunny. A bunny? Yeah, just bunny. Oh, I guess like sexy bunny or whatever. I don't know, because number 11 is rabbit. So (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. I don't know. That's nationally in the US. So if we do a more um, closer look here locally, well, first I have to grant it permission. (laughs) So it's only showing me the top five. Here locally, the most popular costumes are princess, which is number one. Number two is Barbie. Number three is Toy Story. So I guess you're going to go dress as like the DVD of Toy Story or something. The DVD. I Probably <laughs> like one of the characters, I'm assuming. <laughs> it just says Toy Story. So I'm assuming somebody dresses like the DVD. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is Monsters, Inc. Again, also the DVD of Monsters, Inc. That's weird. Monsters, Inc. and Toy Story are both old. Okay, what else? Number five is Princess Peach, which for anybody that's a... Uh, Elder Millennial or Generation X, that's the same thing as Princess Toadstool, but her name was changed to Princess Peach for some reason. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody dressed up like Princess Toadstool or Princess Peach. Yeah, but remember Mario Brothers came out, if it wasn't this year, it came out last year, and it was like the most popular movie of whenever it came out. So I think that introduced a whole new audience to Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even know that. But yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody dressed up like that, though, for like trick-or-treating. Yeah, I think um, Chris Pratt played a very assless Mario. Acanicos. He has no ass. <laughs> <laughs> I heard some people joking around that, like, uh, the plot of that movie is finding out what happened to Mario's ass. <laughs> Jesus. Poor guy. was. It got teleported in the drain. Aye, aye. Yeah. <laughs> Got smushed. So now let's go into the costume wizard and see what you should dress up. So there's two things here that we you can select. You can select spookiness level 
and uniqueness. So how spooky do you want to be? Oh. From zero to a hundred. Ah, canicos. Let's say 75%. 75% spooky? Mm-hmm. And how unique do you want to be from zero to 100? 100%. 100% unique? Okay. Do you want a classic costume or a modern costume? Modern. So let's see what Google recommends that you dress up as. Wow, those are the only questions? <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're going to laugh. The spell has been cast and your search is thorough. Here's a costume for you to view. Harley Quinn. No. <laughs> well, funny enough, I did not dress up like Harley Quinn when everybody else was. So maybe I need to jump on jump on that train. <laughs> I guess you run no risk now because everybody's going to be dressed as Barbie. I think Isela said she was going to dress as Barbie. So, Well, she's tall and thin enough to totally pull it off. So yeah, that's cool. I... Mm, Nah, not interested in Barbie. I, I wasn't really interested in Harley Quinn's Suicide Squad. I like the red and black Jester costume better. That's my favorite too. Yeah, but obviously the other one's like cuter or hotter or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what I'm going to do. I thought you were going to say Cat La Catrina. <laughs> no, that was our brother Alfonso. Right now, the top costume that's trending here in the El Paso area of course, it doesn't say Sunland Park, even though I'm Tio Pepe from Sunland Park. Uh, <laughs> Sunland Park is too insignificant to be in this map. Yeah. But in the El Paso area, the um, the top costume that's trending is princess. Okay. Well, I won't be a princess either. So <laughs> I can be Princess Elena of Avalor. Princess Elena of Chukotown. <laughs> hey, it's, it's your loss. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, enough dicking around. No, just kidding. Hi, <laughs> Dios. This week's topic, I'm going to be talking about two things. I'm going to tie one topic into another. Jose, you're Mexican, right? I am. Yes, you're correct. Do you know Do you know what is Dia de los Muertos or Day of the Dead? I've never heard that topic, even though we did a podcast about it a couple of years ago. <laughs> Have you ever celebrated it, though, like in its traditional sense? Not really. The closest that I ever came to that is um, there was a really close friend of mine whose dad had died, and she went and set up an um, altar for her dad, like in the cemetery for Dia de los Muertos, and she asked me to join her, so I did. And I thought it was really sweet because she said that she had never invited anybody to like join her. Oh. But she asked me to join her. So I thought that was really sweet. Well, that's nice. But that's the closest that I probably come to celebrating. Aside from buying the Dia los Muertos bread, because it, it tastes delicious. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of it. Yeah. And then if you find the corpse Jesus that's in the bread, I think you have to eat tamales or something. Yes. The corpse Jesus. Is that for Dia de los Muertos? No, that's for the Tres, re <laughs> tres Reyes Magos. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm combining two roscas there. <laughs> Uno es pan de los muertos, la otra es la rosca de reyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually do not remember you guys covering Dia de los Muertos, but mine's not just about Dia de los Muertos. So, oh, you did. Look, it was November 8th, 2021 for for those uh uh Generation Z people who like to go back <laughs> or like to have the the episode um ¿cómo se llama? the recommendations to go back and listen to episode. Yeah, the Gen Z that like us to reference past episodes. Yes. Well, that's crazy. I should have looked through the <laughs> the queue before I, I did. 
did this topic. <laughs> we have a search bar on our website. You can literally just type in a search query and it'll come up. <laughs> well, it's fine. We're going to cover it again, but it's not just going to be about Day of the Dead. It's going to be about something else. And honestly, I can't remember what that episode was about. So it's going to be a surprise when I listen to it. And if it's somewhat like the one I'm doing now, sorry, y'all. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's Dia de los Muertos Revisited. Two years later, how do we feel about Dia de los Muertos? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it's because I think this episode drops in the beginning of November. So that's why I kind of chose this topic. But actually, it doesn't. This episode will come out on November 13th. Yeah. So it's it's sort of close, but not really. It's kind of like in the middle of November. Yeah, sure. All right. So let's let's get started. <laughs> Too bad. So sad. <laughs> All right. Well, the Day of the Dead is preceded by All Hallows Eve, which falls on October 31st. Then on November 1st, we have All Saints Day, and that is followed by All Souls Day on November 2nd, making these two days combined the days we celebrate the dead, or Dia de los Muertos, which I guess should actually be named... Días de los Muertos, or Days of the Dead, since it's two days, really. Um, I think in some countries it's even celebrated on November 6th, so just saying. Let's celebrate it all month like we celebrate Halloween all month. Yes, I'm done with that. <laughs> According to an article on CNN, link in the show notes, altogether these four holidays make up all Hallowtide. Stay with me because it's going to get a little confusing, okay? I'm already confused. I know. All Hallows Eve, or Halloween, as it is referred to as today, comes from an ancient pagan festival celebrated by the Celtic people over 2,000 years ago named Samhain, which translates to summer's end. This festival was believed to encourage the dead to walk amongst the living. Of course, Christianity had to meter la pata, or stick their nose into it. Ah, que metiches. Yes. <laughs> and acquired October 31st as a holiday in the 11th century, in order to reframe it from a pagan celebration as one of its own, but still many aspects of that Samhain tradition continued. Let's take trick-or-treating, for example. Where it began in areas of the UK and Ireland, people went door-to-door -door asking for guests. Like, what were they asking for? I'm not sure, but I have heard about Jesus Ween. Have you heard of Jesus Ween? Jesus, I have not heard of Jesus Ween. <laughs> that does not sound appropriate either. <laughs> yeah, contrary to what you might believe, it has nothing to do with penises. Mm. But for Jesus Ween, supposedly you're supposed to give out Bibles for people that come and knock on your door on Halloween expecting candy. Because uh, Bibles will always make kids happy, right? Yeah. I don't even know if I have a Bible in this house, to be honest. They're going to have to skip my house. I think I have one from when I was in college. We had to read it, but um, aside from that, I don't. I have no idea where that Bible even is. It's probably under the Ouija board <laughs> and the black candles. <laughs> All right. Well, it wasn't Bibles that they were asking for. It was actually rosaries, bread in exchange for prayer. Oh, that makes more sense than rosaries. Yes, <laughs> not rosary <laughs> breads. It's panecitos. Oh, pan is good. Yeah. Quieren unas donas, unas conchas. Unos simones. They're going to make me hungry. I haven't eaten in four days. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Those traditions made their way to the U.S. in the 1800s thanks to Irish and Scottish immigrants. But I guess we said, like, and we I mean by Americans, bread, prayers, let's do one better and give out cavities. I mean, candies <laughs> filled with razors and shit. Then the Pope got involved and said, hey, let's make November 1st All Saints Day. You know, honor those martyrs that made it up to heaven because of some sacrifice to their faith. Because that's what saints are, right? And then everybody told the Pope, okay, sit down. You're you're drunk, Pope Francis. Sit your ass down. You're drunk. <laughs> Stop drinking from the uh, altar wine. <laughs> yeah. And leave the altar boys alone. <laughs> oh, sorry. That got dark really fast, huh? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> so after the All Saints Day, the following day, we celebrate Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos which is a Mexican holiday in which families welcome back the souls of their deceased relatives for a brief reunion that includes food, drink, and celebration. This holiday, which consists of a blend of Mesoamerican rituals, European religion, and Spanish culture, is celebrated from October 31st through November 2nd. According to an article on History.com, on October 31st, or Halloween, the gates are opened at midnight so that the spirits of children can rejoin their families for 24 hours, and then adults do the same on November 2nd, which is known as All Souls Day. Are you still with me? Because they all kind of freaking sound the same to me. I am, and it sounds like I have might have heard this before on a, <laughs> on a past episode of Technically a Conversation. <laughs> <sighs> oh, were you the one who covered it, or was it Isela? It was Isela. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't remember about the breads. I even did like the cutest album art and everything because that was back when I still used to do all the album art. Now I'm lazy and I'll just look for um, like stock images or um, I'll use AI to create the album art. Well, all these days to me sound the same. All Souls Day, Day of the Dead, Halloween. They're all trying to welcome back the dead. So I don't know why we need to name it three different things, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The Day of the Dead is celebrated in present-day Mexico and among those of Mexican heritage in the United States and around the world. It dates back some 3,000 years to rituals honoring the dead in pre-Columbian Mesoamerica. Los Aztecas, not the soccer team or football, but the Aztecs and other Nahuatl people living in what is now central Mexico held a cyclical view of the universe and saw death as a part of the circle of life. They believe that at death, the person travels to Chikunamiklan, the land of the dead. And then you got to go through all these levels, like a video game. Nine challenging ones. And apparently it takes seven years. I know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it can take seven years for a person's soul to reach that final level in Miklan, which is also known as a final resting place. No, tú ve, mija, yo, yo te espero aquí, tú ve, mija. Go on without me. No se preocupe por mí. In Nahua rituals, which were typically held in August, family members provided food and water and tools to assist the dead in completing those levels. And why am I thinking Mario Brothers all of a sudden right now? That last one is the soundbite that I recognize the most. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I guess he didn't make it at the end. He didn't He didn't pass all nine levels. <laughs> 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 we 
Anyway, this is what inspired the now Day of the Dead in which loved ones leave food and other offerings at the gravesite or makeshift altars called ofrendas. In medieval Spain, people would bring to the gravesite wine and pan de animas or spirit bread, very much like our very own pan de muerto on All Souls Day. They would cover the graves with flowers and light candles to help illuminate the dead souls back home here on earth. In the 16th century, the Spanish conquistadores brought with them these traditions along with the bubonic plague to the New World. But that's a whole different story for another day, for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So many might think that Dia de los Muertos is the Mexican version of Halloween, and although they share similarities, they are not the same thing. Yes, they are both celebrated by dressing up in costume and or throwing parades, but the Day of the Dead is when the border between the living world and the spirit world are blurred. It is believed that during this brief time, the souls of the dead awaken and return to the living world to pachanguear. You know, tragar, bailar, tomar y tocar música. And for those of my super friends who are Spanish challenged, that means they return to party by feasting, eating, drinking, and playing music for their loved ones. Isn't that essentially what uh, Sam Hain is, though? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, they all sound the same to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Disregard then. Continue. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm like, have I lost you yet? I, you know, it, they all sound like the same thing, just with different dates and different names. I think that every culture has some way to memorialize their dead. So I think that's why they're all kind of similar. Yeah, totally makes sense. So on this day, the living treat the souls as their guests of honor and leave their favorite foods and other offerings at their grave sites or their DIY altar ofrenda type thing, which are typically decorated with candles, bright marigolds called sempasushil, and red coxcomb. It has nothing to do with rooster or cox. It's this really pretty red flower. It sort of looks like an evergreen leaf, but in this really bright red color. But there's actually two versions of coxcomb that I saw online. One of them looks like a bunch of little tiny flowers in a cluster. It kind of reminded me of a brain. I don't know. But these ofrendas or grave sites are typically adorned with the red coxcombs and the sempachuli, which are marigolds. Yeah, the marigolds, I, I was aware of that. I never heard of the red cox, whatever, red cox crow or whatever. Comb? <laughs> oh, yeah, the red cox comb. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the red cox crow sounds cool too. That does sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, besides that uh, red cox crow, uh, what else reminds you of Dia de los Muertos that I haven't mentioned yet? And it's like the most prominent symbol, I think. Well, aside from the marigolds, it's probably the sugar skulls. Yes. So calacas, which are skeletons, and calaveras, which are the skulls, or sugar skulls, which are my favorite. And fun fact, cartoonist Jose Guadalupe Posada drew skeletal figures in his art, making fun of politicians and revolutionary politics in the early 20th century. And his most prominent drawing, La Calavera Catrina, or Elegant Skull, which is comprised of a female skull adorned with with a huge hat full of flowers. It was actually meant to mock Mexicans adopting European fashions over their own. But La Calavera Catrina then became the most recognizable symbol that is still used to this day. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I do. Because I do recognize that artist and I do recognize La Catrina as well. So 
Yeah, I was trying. That's what I was trying to take a picture with earlier, but you're like, no, it's too pixelated. You can't even tell. <laughs> well, we could try again after we're done recording. See if T-Mobile stops being as racist with us. Ah, uh, okay. We'll we'll try. <laughs> Want me to blow your mind also? You're gonna blow my mind? Well, maybe. I don't know. I can try. Okay. You know that Sam Hain is not pronounced Sam Hain. Samael or something like that, no? No, Samael is the name of the devil. Oh. But Sam Hain is actually pronounced Sawin. Sawin. Ah, oh, but I pronounce it Sam Hain because it reminds me of the band, which is probably pronounced Sawin too. <laughs> It is pronounced Sawin, but back when Sam Hain, which is uh, the band that Danzig had after the Misfits, that was before the internet. So for most people, myself included, the first time that we ever saw the word Sam Hain was when Danzig came out with the band Sam Hain. And I think most people pronounce it Sam Hain just because nobody had ever seen or, you know, they, they never even heard anybody ever pronounce it. But yeah, it's actually pronounced Sawin. That's a trip, huh? Yeah. Doesn't even look anything close to Sawin. I agree 100%. I like Sam Hain better. <laughs> Sam Hain sounds more metal, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So nowadays, people wear skull masks or face paint sugar skulls on their faces. They have El Pan de Muertos and Atole o Champurrado, which is also one of my favorites. I love the Champurrado also. Oh, I know, it's so delicious. And if you guys would like to learn more about Dia de los Muertos, there's two movies that I would recommend you watch, which are both family-friendly, and it's called The Book of Life or Coco. Uh, and I know I say a lot of controversial shit on here when I give my two cents about uh, how I don't like a certain artist or how I did feel like somebody else did it better. <laughs> oh, I thought it was only when you talked about Tay-Tay. It was controversial. She's part of it, too. <laughs> She's part of that, too. <laughs> but I'm going to say it, Book of Life is so much better than Coco, and it's also the OG, so. Yeah, because Book of Life was also done by Guillermo del Toro, who is Mexican. Yeah, it's a great one. Have you watched it? I have not, but I also don't really watch cartoons. Oh, it's a good one. It has great, great songs. Like, um, they do a lot of cover songs on that Book of Life movie. It's it's awesome. I love it. Like a Kuda Matata. What a wonderful phrase. And now that's uh, Lion King. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but they do the creep song. They do the creep song um, on that movie. In that movie, it's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Actually, this is the second episode in a row that we talk about Guillermo del Toro. In a row? Yeah, because the episode before this one, the Wendigo one, we also talked about Guillermo del Toro. Because him and another director like Scott Cooper or some shit, they did a movie called Antlers, which is about the Wendigo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie either. Have not heard that episode yet, so. <laughs> yeah, I haven't uploaded it yet because I'm still waiting to hear back from uh, the people that we, that we do the promo swaps with. So by the time that our super friends hear it, it was the last episode they heard. Ah, okay. Sounds good. All right, so... I went ahead and talked about All Hallows' Eve, which is Halloween, Day of the Dead, which is Dia de los Muertos, All Souls' Day, and All Saints' Day. And Samhain. Oh, and Samhain. But Samhain was made into All Hallows' Eve or whatever. So which one's your favorite? Mm, it's probably Samhain. Mm-hmm. It's Samhain. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm a huge <laughs> Halloween fan, so <laughs> I don't think anything will ever beat Halloween for me as far as favorite holiday. Yeah, that's true. I love Halloween as well. But... Dia de los Muertos is close second, though. 
Yes, I was going to say close second, Dia de los Muertos, for sure. I feel like you're copying me now. Va. <laughs> <laughs> we are brothers after all. Ma. Ma. <laughs> that is true. All right. Well, there is one more thing that I want to tie into this since we just talked a whole lot about souls or ghosts or whatever. But first, I think it's time for a commercial break. Don't you think? That was me doing the uh, the little music. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think the world will end? Alien invasion, nuclear disaster, another more deadly pandemic? I'm Jackie Moranti, and I'm the host of Cause of Death, 100 Seconds to Midnight. I talk about the things that could obliterate mankind. I call it pre-apocalyptic nonfiction. The doomsday clock was set at 100 seconds to midnight from January of 2020 to January of 2023. Now, it's set at 90 seconds to midnight, the closest it's ever been. From nuclear disaster to environmental threats to food and water crises, find out how mankind is destroying itself one second at a time. Cause of Death, 100 Seconds to Midnight can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you interested in learning more about history? How about literature? And what of folk literature? If you said yes, then welcome in the Great Khan's Tent. History, literature, and storytelling. In the Great Khan's Tent, hosted by Saf Beg, is a bi-weekly comprehensive episodic narrative podcast focusing on the history, literature, and folk literature from the regions of the Middle East, South Asia, Central Asia, North Africa, Mongolia, and the Russian Far East. We have a number of ongoing series. In our primary series, I will be narrating the Thousand and One Nights, or commonly referred to as the Arabian Nights. Interspersed within this series will be our focus on the history of the regions I mentioned, interviews, and discussions on many facets that I am sure our listeners would enjoy. So come on in and listen. You can find us on all podcast streaming platforms on our website in thegreatkhanstent.podbean.com or on our YouTube channel in The Great Khan's Tent. I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to our podcast. We hope to see you there. And we're back. (laughs) We're back. Jose, did you help any spirits along the way in their journey? I helped all of the spirits along their way. Oh, that's nice. That way they don't get that <laughs> sad Mario Brothers end. <laughs> well, I do charge them for helping them along their, their way. So oh. it's a little side hustle, as the kids would say. Aye, aye. <laughs> How much do you make? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I know. <laughs> I'm a afterlife coyote. Like I help spirits cross over to the other side. <laughs> the afterlife coyote. 
Yeah, I, I smuggle them across the afterlife border and shit. <laughs> <laughs> With Pincha Abbott and his racist traps that are in the fucking river and shit. Yes, No, well, for all those uh, poor souls that don't have a family to help them, guide them, that's you. <laughs> that is me. I am the afterlife coyote. Tío Pepe, the afterlife coyote. <laughs> <laughs> We shouldn't even joke around about that because then fucking I'll have like the border patrol come aye, aye. knocking down my door and shit. I hear you're a, you're a coyote. <laughs> yeah, for dead people. They don't exist. <laughs> it's ghosts. Yeah, bro. But watch It's just for the afterlife. Ese. <laughs> I don't do it in real life just for the afterlife. Ese. <laughs> Calmese, güey. Yeah. Well, I promised you a story. And this story is about a ghost and his lover. You promised me a story. But I'm expecting two stories. No, I'm only going to give you one. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I'll settle for one then. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad. So this ghost has a lover, a very much alive lover and wife. Well, now ex-wife, Brocard. Mm. Have you heard of this? I'm sure you have because we both follow all that's interesting. But have you heard it? Brocard? Brocard, the lady who married a ghost. I don't know. I've heard about the lady that married like a pirate or some shit. Oh, okay. So that's a different story from this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a pirate ghost too, though. Yeah. And it, in, in fact, in the, the I think the YouTube video that I saw for that, she was marrying the picture of Johnny Depp as a pirate. <laughs> I think it is the same lady. <laughs> but it's not. These are two different ladies. Oh. One married a pirate. This one married... A Victorian soldier. Andale. See, so Do you like some fancy. So, for those of you who may not who may not know this story, there's this English singer named Brocard. And before this article, I had never heard of her. In fact, I just listened to one of her songs on YouTube and watched the wedding ceremony. I couldn't believe what I was watching. You gotta watch it. Was it an awesome ceremony? Um, it's literally like a preacher and her. And her pretending to have somebody next to her that she's marrying. And she's dressed all in black. Um, that does sound very beautiful. I'm going to link it in the show notes. I definitely need to watch it, man. It's 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 interesting. <laughs> it's I I have no other words, but it's interesting. <laughs> okay. We'll watch it then. Anyway, um, I watched that, the YouTube ceremony, and one of her songs. Well, because she's a singer, so I, I watched one of her uh, video music or whatever. I guess, I think what she's trying to do is just get popular. Maybe she wasn't selling albums. I don't know. But anyway, this lady broke hard. She married a Victorian soldier who she affectionately named Eduardo on Halloween 2022. On an episode of This Morning Live, a London morning show, Brocard states that she met Eduardo on a dark and stormy night. How romantic. Yes, let's have a listen. I literally just felt this burning sensation in my heart. I was propelled forward. Then it literally went cold. This hand like grabbed my arm and threw it back. It's kind of like been a year and a half now that this presence has been around and it's just got progressively more intense. He left with the words saying, I love you. I've questioned it a lot. You know what? As far as I'm concerned, love is love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yes. Just enjoy your life. I agree. Love is love. 
Right? Yeah. But I don't know about you. It kind of sounded like she was having some bad heartburn coupled with a little bit of anxiety. And she says that she was compelled to sit upright in her bed and forced in a sitting position. Well, that's what I do when I have acid reflux. So I don't know. Maybe that's what she was experiencing. I don't know. I was kind of distracted by her accent. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't really listen to what she was saying. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you, when you edit it, you'll hear it over and over again. <laughs> yes, I'll hear it at least three times. Yes. So here, she's on the same show, but it's a, about a year later, on their wedding day, recounting again how she felt. Cue that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> It's unusual, but their supernatural love story doesn't end there because later on today, Brockard and Eduardo will be getting married in a special Halloween ceremony. Well, ahead of the wedding, she's joining us now. It's lovely to see you. Welcome. Happy wedding day. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So just just remind us how you met Eduardo. Well, he was... It's, it was an unconventional meeting, let's say that. Um, He kind of burst into my bedroom in the dead of night um, and kind of captivated me sent sensations all over my body, um, and that was our first so encounter. He's, a, he's Victorian? He's a Victorian soldier, yes. Right. And so how do you, how do you sort of communicate with him? I mean, if this is a, a relationship in the sense of, uh, like, other people would have a relationship, is it, is it a physical relationship? Yeah, it's, he communicates by putting sensations through my body, so when he's around, I'll feel like I'm being embraced, like a kind of warm hug, and if there's things that he's really, really unhappy about, he'll like send chills down my body and things like that. And sometimes when we're kind of trying to get more conversational, we'll kind of converse by a candlelight, so he'll flicker a candle as a sign of saying yes. Oh, wow. So it's very interesting. So we started your introduction by saying that you were initially very sceptical about the yeah. supernatural. Now, now, if you're sceptical about the supernatural and you're suddenly a ghost bursts into your bedroom in the dead of night, yeah. I mean, that would be enough to probably finish me off. Well, exactly, yeah. It, it's one of those things that before I didn't have any kind of... I wasn't one of those people that believed in ghosts. I didn't have a preference either way, if that makes sense. And he, his but didn't force, it scare you? It completely terrified me the first time I met him. It was, it was unnerving, like I sat up in bed and I had tears streaming down my face and it was really, really intense. And I think it was the fact that it was so intense that kind of converted me into believing that there, was, there had to be something that mm. did this to me. There had to be something that, you know, there had to be something to it. What did you think? That actually sounds really sweet. It reminds me of when Keisha fucked that ghost. Keisha. Or Kesha. I don't know how her name is pronounced. She did? Yeah, like she came out, I think, like on, um, it was either on the on Stephen Colbert's show or um, Jimmy Kimmel or something. And she was talking about some time that she fucked like a ghost or something. Ah, canijos. Yeah. So, of course, at Discovery Channel, they came knocking. And they're like, Keisha, we got to have you make a reality show. And it was called Conjuring Keisha. No way. Yeah. I think it's like on Discovery Plus or Discovery Max or whatever the fuck their shit's called. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I didn't know about this either until literally yesterday because <laughs> I was watching a Pugs Mugsley video and she was talking about it. Uh-huh. And um, it's literally like all those uh, ghost hunter videos where they end up going somewhere that's remotely scary at night and uh, Keisha and then like one of her famous celebrity friends will end up going. And they'll end up uh, scaring each other and bumping into each other in the night and screaming. And I think there was like some crying. And Wow. Keisha has very weird way of talking. She does very weird mannerisms. 
but it, it's very interesting. I'll link to the Pugs Mugsley video that I watched in case anybody wants to see her because Pugs Mugsley is fucking hilarious. She's got like the best sarcasm and, and humor. So um, I think that'll be more enjoyable than actually watching one of the Conjuring Keisha episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that. Well, this lady, I guess... I'll text you the video right now because um, since you don't have working internet and we're uh, doing the podcast over the phone like barbarians, I don't know if you'll be able to... Um, well, I won't be able to show it to you right now. Barbaro. Barbarians. Like fucking barbarians <laughs> doing the podcast over the phone. <laughs> oh, well, it happens. So I guess this chick broke hard just by sensing him. She could see him also because she described him as devilishly handsome. Always in his Victorian soldier uniform, unruly shoulder-length hair, troubled and pain attached to his being, but a forceful and commanding voice with seducing whispers. Those must have been some whispers because like we just heard, they tied the knot on October 31st, 2022. But their union was short-lived. The singer alleges that Eduardo was showing his true colors and was quite possessive. He had two personalities, the warm and intense and the threatening one that she hated. She said, quote, Our relationship had always been turbulent from the beginning with the stark contrast of him being threatening and possessive, and then warm and intense. But I slowly began to tire of being married to a free spirit. He was inconsistent, barely present. Their crumbling relationship finally came to a halt, less than a year later, with a divorce in the form of an exorcism. Damn. I know. Brocard blames his attitude and his infidelity with the ghost of Marilyn Monroe. <gasps> She claims that he would leave for days and then come back reeking of Chanel Number no. 5, apparently Marilyn Monroe's signature perfume scent. She also didn't appreciate that he was a drunk and that she was always left to pick up the tab anytime they went out because he doesn't have a bank card. <laughs> what a bastard. Did he also used to beat her like a Johnny Depp? Uh, she did not say that. Oh, okay. She did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> when you were describing him initially, it did kind of sound like that Captain Jack Sparrow or whatever. Oh, his disheveled hair and all that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Victorian soldier, not a pirate. <laughs> well, that's the same thing. I'm just kidding. It's not the same thing. <laughs> Don't come at me, people. <laughs> Don't come at him. Following the exorcism and divorce, she claims that she feels a lot lighter and joyful. Details of their divorce can be found on her single, Just Another Anthem. I would play it for you, but I'm not sure about copyright stuff, so I guess you can look it up on YouTube also. What's this chick's name? Brooklyn Quartermain? Brocard. Bro, B-R-O, card, C-A-R-D-E. All one word, though. Brocard. Brocard. Okay. It's pretty interesting. She even has um, like the scenes of when she's getting married and then scenes of when they're going through the exorcism and her singing voice. I don't know. It's it's um, I don't know how to describe it. It's interesting for sure. His that genre or music. I don't know if you would call that rock or metal or gothic. I don't know. I'll let you decide. <laughs> yeah, the interviews online, they're pretty they're entertaining for sure. <laughs> I like the one where um, 
the second clip that I played, she's there with the hosts and all of a sudden the Eduardo shows up and she like, she gasps and then like the host of the show gets all scared. She's like, oh my God, what's happening? Where is he? Oh my God. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and she's dressed in her wedding dress. Yeah, actually, she's kind of gothic. I, I kind of dig her. I like it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what kind of music it is that she plays, but her her sense of style is absolutely stunning. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. This isn't the lady that married the pirate. No, it's not. I know it was a different lady because when I was researching Brocard, that lady came up and I was like, oh, I didn't know there was another lady who were, who married a ghost. But then I saw that wedding on a ship and she literally had a painting of Jack Sparrow and she kissed Jack Sparrow's painting after their vows. And I was like, weird. Yeah, that's what I remembered too. There was also like somebody that married the London Bridge. People have married like very weird stuff. Yeah, heck yeah. Or maybe it might've been the Eiffel Tower and not the London Bridge. The London Bridge is falling down. Not Este, Any final thoughts, Jose, about this brocard lady? Um, she was very strange, but I kind of fuck with her now. <laughs> <laughs> you tap that? Well, I, I wouldn't go that far, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, I don't know enough about her, but um, yeah, she seems interesting. Yeah, I would definitely listen to some of her songs because they, they're, they're all right. They're not bad, but it's, it's an acquired taste, I think. I always wonder about those type of people. Like, uh, it's kind of like that game, like, uh, what kind of trauma are you suffering from? You know, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> like people do like weird shit like, like I'm going to marry a ghost. I'm going to fuck a ghost like Keisha. <laughs> Tell me, goddammit. Tell me. <laughs> Guess my disorder. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, well, on that note, we hope you enjoyed the show and join us again next week. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a review, tell a friend, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Follow us on the socials at greetingstac. Email us at greetingstac at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 915 915- 317-6669 if you have a story to share with us like the time you also married a ghost I definitely want to hear that can't wait to hear it or if you married the Eiffel Tower that's also interesting yes or any bridge whatever just tell us or tell us how you pronounce Sawin <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> we have no song, Greetings. So. <laughs> I know. I was like, whoops. Okay, let me try again. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs>